Chapter twenty two of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. By Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter twenty two. Illness. I fear and refuse to enter the church. Project of a voyage to India. An illness brought on by this ill-regulated life put an end to the torments through which the first inspirations of the muse and the first attacks of passion reached me. These passions, vague as yet, in which my soul had, as it were, founded, resembled those gales at sea which blow from every point of the horizon. I was an inexperienced pilot, and knew not on what side to spread my sail to these fickle winds. My breast heaved, fever seized me. A messenger was sent to Bazouche, a little town five or six leagues from Combourg, to fetch an excellent physician named Cheftel, whose son was engaged in the affair of the Marquis de Rouerie. He inquired carefully into my case, ordered the necessary remedies, and declared his opinion that it was absolutely necessary to make me change my way of life. For six weeks my life was in danger. One morning my mother came to my bedside and said, It is now time for you to decide. Your brother is in a position to procure you a living but I wish to consult you before you enter the seminary, since, although I should wish you to embrace the ecclesiastical profession, I would much rather see you a man of the world than a priest who should be a disgrace to his order. After what has just been said, an opinion may be formed whether the proposal of my pious mother was well judged. In all the greater events of my life I have always come to a prompt decision in what it was my duty to avoid. An impulse of honour guided me. An abbe, I appeared to myself ridiculous a bishop the majesty of the priesthood overawed me and i drew back with reverence before the altar as a bishop should i make efforts with a view to acquire virtues or should i content myself with concealing my vices i felt too weak for the former and was too ingenuous for the latter those who regard me as a hypocrite or ambitious know little of me i shall never succeed in the world precisely because i am deficient in a passion and a vice ambition and hypocrisy the former would be, in my case, at the most piqued self-love. I might desire sometimes to be the king's minister in order to laugh at my enemies. But at the end of twenty-four hours I would throw my portfolio and my gown out of the window. I told my mother then that my call to the priestly office was not sufficiently strong. I changed my projects for the second time. I had no desire at all to go to sea, and no longer wished to enter the church. The military career still remained, that I liked. But how could I endure the loss of my independence and the constraint of European discipline? I thought of an absurd scheme. I declared I would go to Canada to clear the forests, or to India to seek for service in the army of some of the native princes. By one of those contrasts which may be observed in the lives of all men, my father, who was so reasonable at other times, was never very averse to an adventurous project. He growled at my mother on account of my tergiversations but he decided to send me to india i was sent to st malo where an armament was preparing for pondicherry End of chapter twenty two